0: You're listening to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show. Now here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show. Justin here, along with the cousins Derek and tatter Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker Cuscast for all podcast updates and more. All right, guys, it's been a couple of weeks since we've uh, done the podcast here. Let's get back into it. we got a couple of uh, items to talk about, some big news, one being Dylan Rayola. We're going to talk about uh, the Colorado ticket sales, which is outstanding. And we're also going to offer our top four most intriguing matchups on the Husker schedule and the top four least intriguing matchups on the Husker schedule. We're kind of in that in-between mode and in off-season time. Uh the, uh, the magazines, they're going to be out here shortly with Athlon and Phil Steele. So that's going to be an exciting, so we can really roll into college football season. But uh, this is going to be fun, too. So let's talk about Dylan Raiola real quick. Tyler, we didn't get our guy. You know, uh, Dylan Raiola, quarterback, son of Dominic Raiola. For a while now, we thought that uh, he might actually sign with Nebraska, there's been a lot of smoke. He's been showing up to a lot of Husker events. He's been getting standing ovations. There's a lot of smoke there, but it was a dud. Tyler, your thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, I think it was never a heavy favorite for Nebraska. I think it was always a long shot. Um, you know, the the, the analogy that I, I have used in a couple circles is... Everybody loves him. your
1: analogies, too, Tyler. Keep uh, I know. Let's hear it.
2: It, it, getting him to like win the lottery. Um, if you get win the lottery, you're guaranteed to be rich. Um, doesn't mean you can't be rich if you don't win the lottery. So I mean, there's still paths forward. It's not like this is a doomsday. This was a long shot. Um, I, I I appreciated the effort that Rule and Staff did um, going after him. I think they did a good push. Um, and yeah, so it, it's it's I mean I think all positives. I mean, so far I, I don't want to say all positives, but. You know, no, no glaring misses. I guess I would say here.
1: I mean, is the number one quarterback out of the class out of the twenty twenty four class? I mean, this close and he signs with Georgia. Derek, your thoughts?
0: Well, he hasn't signed yet. No,
1: you're right. You're right. He committed. But,
0: but look here. Here's the thing. Like, first off, I want everybody to understand, Nebraska. We're at where we're at, and it's. You could blame coaches. You can blame whatever you want. I don't care. We are where we're at. Dylan Raiola was not going to take a chance to come to Nebraska when he could go to a championship program because it's a no-win situation for him to come here. Look, he comes here and he wins, and everything's great. I guess there's the, the one win, but if you come here and we don't get enough talent around you, and all of a sudden you look like a, the biggest bust in all of football, or you go to Georgia and you get developed. where they, where, I mean, they just put a walk-on, kid in the Heisman finalists. Yeah. That fucker so, still hasn't graduated. So well, I, I he's mean, going
2: to, but that's,
0: <laughs> so I mean, yeah, of course you're going to pick George. I, it, it, it wasn't a shot to me. It, I pra- praise Matt rule and staff for getting them as close as they did, but there was just not much of a shot at us getting them. And I did. I, we talked about this, I don't know, maybe a month ago and I said, I said the same thing. Then I didn't think there was much of a chance of us getting them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Derek. I mean, uh, when it's all said and done, I do not blame the uh, the kid for going to Georgia. It is definitely a better opportunity. If you have an opportunity to go to Georgia or Nebraska, even though your dad was a uh, you know, uh, great center at Nebraska and his uncle is at Nebraska, I mean, do you really fault the guy? No. I mean,
0: but, but, yeah, go but to I a mean, better I mean, program. A- that's the whole thing. Like everybody's got to understand, you have to come here and win championship, at least a conference championship or something. If you're here, otherwise you're gonna be. Everyone's gonna go, oh, he's a bust. He couldn't win nothing here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, fault so you. why put that kind of pressure on yourself? And, and, and here's the thing: you go to Georgia, you get developed for a year or two, and if you're not looking like you're gonna be starting, you transfer. That's the joys of the transfer portal.
2: Well, and that actually is just an interesting thing. I mean, you talk about transfers, that could be a pathway to get him, and I don't think it's done yet. Um, I, You know, I don't think it's completely 100% he'll sign there. And and really, if Nebraska wants to get back into it, I think there's three things that Nebraska fans need to hope for. Number one, I think we've got to hope that we are strong NILs, we think. I, I think there's been a lot of talk. I don't know where we are. I don't know we get, we've got to get that NIL thing figured out to make sure we can offer him because there was some speculation out there that uh all of a sudden Georgia went over the top 2 to 3x what we offered him. And I don't I don't know if that's true and who knows what's out there is, but
1: what what number what number did you hear?
2: I heard he was getting 5 million to go to Georgia.
1: 5 million? Okay. I heard it. okay. What did you hear? No, that, that rumor mill on Twitter is like terrible but I heard it was more than uh what uh man Archie Manning got at Texas.
2: Yeah. I heard that too.
1: And, and so it was what, like I, 8 million. I don't know.
2: It's just so so whatever it is, Nebraska just if we're going to be a player for anyone, it's got to be him. We've got to go all out. We've got to get it figured out. Number 2 is Nebraska's got to perform on the field. Like Derek, you hit on Justin, he's not going to hitch his wagon to a 6 and 6, 5 and 17. Now, if Nebraska goes eight and four, nine and three, maybe all of a sudden he sees something there. And the third thing Nebraska fans are hoping for is a kid named Gunner Stockton is going to be a superstar. And if you don't know who Gunner Stockton is, that is the true freshman at Georgia who's competing for the starting job right now with Carson Beck. Because everyone thinks right now Carson Beck's got a lead-in, and you are hoping they go with the number seven. Uh, high school player in the last class
1: he was a he five star right too right Tyler
2: he was a five star yeah. number seven overall uh high recruit you are hoping he gets that starting job and kills it so Dylan at least has to reconsider now does that mean it'll be Nebraska I think that's where the first two things need to come in line with NIL and how we perform on the field or else he's going to USC but I mean that that's that's what you're hoping for right now
1: yeah, and I I agree with all of those points right there. Those those were great points.
2: Can I? I got one more question on the Dylan Rayle thing. Nope. Okay, so what do you guys think Matt Rule should do at this point? Should he go after another quarterback, or should he just still go all in on Dylan?
1: No, you have. <laughs> yeah, you have to go for another quarterback. You got left at the altar. Don't don't end your life right there. You can't stop dating just because you got left at the altar.
0: Do you say i i tend to agree i you have to try and get somebody it'd be nice to maybe pull that kid uh from nebraska out of Bellevue that's going to missouri i'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name uh but maybe go get that kid maybe maybe and maybe there's some possibility you could flip him i, I don't know because right now we haven't really offered any other quarterbacks so we're kind of way behind the power curve with quarterbacks so, and it wouldn't be such a big deal had we not lost two quarterbacks out of the, out to the portal. I mean,
2: I, that, that room's thin. Is, that, that is a very key point to this equation. So the Matt Rule era has started off. I think Matt Rule has done everything right to this point from the way he's handled the media to the recruiting to everything. But if there is a early critique, what has gone on in that quarter room, quarterback room over the spring, losing three scholarship quarterbacks is one of them. But I still don't think you need to go after a quarterback. I still think you go all in on Dylan. And here is why: what? Okay, how many four how many four star guys have we brought in since Scott over the last few years? We've brought in Logan Smothers, transferred, Adrian Martinez, who was a great player, Tristan Jibia, Patrick O'Brien. Like, who have our last two quarterbacks been? Transfers. You only get one shot to get the number one quarterback in the country. Why – like, go after a transfer if you don't get it.
1: This is why that's reckless, Tanner. Let's say you do not sign a quarterback in the next recruiting class, right? You're headed into next year with your youngest quarterback on scholarship as juniors. With Chuba, Purdy and Harburg. Yes, you you can can, go out to the transfer portal. You can always do that. But that is not what uh, Matt Rule wants to do. He wants to grow players from – uh, all the way from the time that they commit commit they want he wants high school kids I, I get to it. go all the way so you can't afford to miss i mean you have to bring in a quarterback i thought jeff simms had
2: another year after that. yeah this jeff simms has another year so we still have three scholarship quarterbacks
1: so, yeah but he'll be a sink he'll be, so wait so he's a first year junior with oh he's got the covid rule he's
2: got two years okay. left and then you and then you have uh chuba and uh but, Harper, but still, both have two that's more the same thing.
1: But that's the same thing. They're, they'll have like uh, two years. I mean, they'll be I, I juniors. Get it, but you
2: can go out there and fill that gap with another uh, transfer, and then go after a quarterback the next class. I just, I guys, freshmen start in college football nowadays. The, the thought that you need a true freshman, so in three years you'll be ready for that spot, is just not what college football is today. If if a kid's not good enough to play in a year or two, like there's a chance we're just going to replace him anyway. I just I think that the the chance to hit the home run with Dylan Rayola is just a unique opportunity for Nebraska, and I just think you got to go all in on that and so, don't waver.
1: So let's back up on this, okay? Because you saw what Dylan Rayola just committed to. You talked about all the talent that they have at yes. Georgia. Do you think that he's going to be afraid to come back to Nebraska because we signed a high three star or low four star kid at quarterback? He's going to be afraid of that.
2: Well, so I think the bigger concern is how does Matt Rule address the situation if he does go out there and get a three-star commit or a four, or even a four-star commit? Does he withdraw that scholarship offer from that kid? Because I don't see that being a huge Matt Rule characteristic pulling back on your word. Does he bring two quarterbacks in? Because that's kind of a bad scholarship management right there.
0: You know what? It- if you pull in a three-star guy, and you end up getting Dylan Raiola, I don't care if he backs out of that scholarship. Because even that quarterback, side, I go, yeah, okay, I get it. I mean, it, if may, you it would, may not be the may not be the best thing in the world to do, but come on, you, everybody knows what you're going to do here. I'm not. I wouldn't critique
2: Matt Rule at all. I just question if that would be exactly how it would play out. I just, I just think that right I would be even.
1: I wouldn't even be opposed if they brought in both quarterbacks
2: then then you're in a situation do you really need five quarterbacks is that really the thing you want i mean the reason why carrying five made sense to me this year is entirely because i thought harbert could move to tight end and or then if you didn't get dylan rail you didn't have to all i have to say is i i would say i everyone's saying move on from dylan Rayola. like let's let's not give up the home run yet guys let's just hold faith Long season, lots of months till signing day.
1: I agree with you, but you can't also you, you can't stop not recruiting. You can't stop. You have to, you have to have a plan B. If you don't have a plan B, that's that's poor. I mean, we already uh, had a coach that was uh, poor at roster management and all that stuff. I mean, you can't do that twice.
0: Uh, all right. Anything hey, else? Tyler, Dr- Tyler, drink. Every time Justin makes a Scott Frost reference, just go ahead and drink. Oh, I can't drink that much. I'm oh, whatever. <laughs> I've
1: like ma- I've made, like, what? This is my first Scott Frost reference in, like, since...
0: The last ten minutes?
1: February? Nobody cares Watch about that guy. Episode. He's a bum. All right,
0: moving hey, yeah, on. You keep talking about him. Lies. Lies.
1: All right, uh, let's talk about Colorado. Uh... So the ticket sales for the Colorado game are absolutely insane. We're hearing reports between five and six hundred dollars for tickets to this game. Deion Sanders, his first year at coach, his first home game in Boulder, Nebraska travels out there. I I didn't write down the date, uh, but uh, it's it's early and it's it's nuts. There's a lot of great games. Uh,
0: September 9th I believe
1: yeah okay September 9th whatever day it is it's their first home game and ticket sales are nuts. I mean I think ticket sales for a college football game if it's over 150 for a regular season game I think that is absolutely crazy five to six hundred dollars Todd are you going to uh, Boulder for this game?
2: talked about it but i ain't dropping a thousand dollars oh yeah well as, as many people know i used to live in colorado i was there last time nebraska played out there um it was definitely a topic of conversation uh yeah i mean this is crazy and and you know what i will i'm gonna say something nice about colorado so grandma forgive me but you know they have showed up for prime and i didn't think they would i did not think this colorado fan base had the ability to turn it on like this. Um, you know, the, the, there was a big talk about when he went there about not letting Nebraska in there. And, man, if if, if this does turn into a red out like last time, Husker fans really are going to fork over some money. I, I just think it's crazy. Two terrible teams from last year have the highest ticket prices in the country. Like, it is just insane.
1: I think that same weekend Alabama and Texas, they play. I mean... I think that there's going to be a lot more ice on that game, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be stuck at the 10 a.m. spot, but... Uh...
1: Yeah, you know, we'll be able to sober up a little bit for that uh, next game, right? But, I mean, out of all of the games this year, it's... Uh, yeah. uh, T- Derek, go ahead, get in here.
0: Well, it's insanity. It's just... I, you know, I, Colorado has talked about trying to keep Nebraska out of this... Game since Dion's been hired, and like like Tyler said, kudos to those fans for buying that game out, and not not letting it go. Because I I think there'll still be a lot of Nebraska fans there who probably got in early enough to maybe not be paying five hundred dollars a ticket, but I yeah, it's. Absolutely, insane. that two losing teams, especially when Colorado was one eleven last year, right. and and Nebraska wasn't a ton better. It's like if they had played each other, that I mean, probably would have been a toss up game.
1: So I'm just going to give you five non conference games next year: Texas, Alabama, which I just brought up, Florida State, uh, and LSU, Ohio State at Notre Dame, Notre Dame at Clemson, Washington at Michigan State. All excellent games, right? And then you add in Nebraska, Colorado, like what you guys were saying, and that has the hottest ticket prices right now. What?
0: What world is and You this? you you have to know Dion's driving that ticket sales up. Like this isn't so, really a Nebraska absolutely. thing. It's it's Dion. Yeah, I, I hate to say that, but it's Dion. It's not just Nebraska trying to get tickets. It's
2: that's a big part of it though. I mean I mean, Colorado, they wouldn't be paying this much to they're not paying this much to watch them play Colorado State.
0: Like Well of course not. We wouldn't pay that to watch us play Louisiana Tech either. I I,
2: I, I mean that's my point. Is like it, it, it is Nebraska. I mean it is equal parts Nebraska, I mean, on the ticket prices.
1: I mean yeah, it is Nebraska because if their first, if their it, it, home opening game, to your point, Tyler was Colorado State. Yeah, it's tickets aren't even going to be a hundred bucks, are they? I mean, it's it's the demand from Nebraska trying to do that
0: uh, right out. But yeah, Tyler, hey, that, that that's 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 fair. But if Dion wasn't there, this wouldn't be happening.
2: No, no, I mean, no, it happened. No. It...
0: Of course not. There's a
1: love affair with him. So, Tyler, you alluded to that. Uh, a 10 a.m. kickoff, you think that's where this will end up?
2: I mean, you gotta think, you gotta think that there will be a primetime game with Texas, uh, Texas Alabama. You gotta think that's gonna get the primetime spot.
0: I think it's already been announced,
2: yeah. And so at that point, you know, Fox isn't gonna want to compete against that. I mean, I don't even think they, I don't, so. Yes, I, I 100% think it's it is shaping up to probably be Big 10 kickoff,
0: big noon kickoff, yeah, whatever. So, yes. That's where I think it does end. So it'll be 11 o'clock for Nebraska fans. 10 o'clock local time for Colorado.
1: Yeah, Tyler, you don't want to go out to Colorado if it's 10 a.m. kickoff. I mean...
2: Some, get some breakfast?
1: I don't think you can drink beer that early. You're kind of getting old. I don't think you can hang like that.
0: A little bit. Kettle, pot. Pot, kettle. <laughs>
1: It's about him, Derek, not us. (laughs) We know we're old. All right, uh, let's get into Nebraska's schedule here because this is kind of interesting now. Uh, Looking at the the schedule for Nebraska, trying to to decide what are the top four most intriguing matchups and the top four least intriguing matchups. This was a little bit more difficult than what I thought it would be. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's start with the top four most intriguing matchups. Derek, I'll let you take it.
0: All right. So we're going from bottom to top here.
1: Let's go. you You know, I don't even care. Let's, let's just start with the top. The top. Your number one right. most intriguing my no- matchup.
0: My number one most intriguing matchup is, is Minnesota. It's our, it's our first game. We finally get to see what really looks like for uh, Matt Rule and staff. Uh, we, we get some real game, not not spring practice. We get real game, so it's it's hard not to be super intrigued by that first game. Uh, number two, I went with Colorado being the rival. We talked about the ticket sales. We talked about everything going on there already, uh, and then Colorado still you don't know what to expect out of them because of all the transfers and everything else going on there. Uh, so I, so I went with those two, plus you have to come up with some wins at least one win out of those two games. If you even think you're going to go bowling. So to me, those first two games are the top two, uh, number three, I went with Purdue cause I'm, I'm really intrigued on what, uh, Ryan Walters is going to do with Purdue. Uh, Kind of curious to see how Nebraska will match up with them. Ryan Walters has made a comment that he still wants to throw the ball around the yard, which is a little crazy for a defensive guy. Usually, you think he wants to slow that offense down. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of really intrigued on what he's going to do, and I, I see, curious to see how Nebraska matches up with it. And then number four, this one was really tough for me because you're kind of getting the middle of the pack here. But I went with Maryland, <laughs> really, and. Yeah, and, and it was kind of crazy because I, I I picked them because uh, we we we'll get into this probably at another time, but the FBI had that as like a fifty one percent chance Nebraska wins that game, and so I was like, okay, you know Maryland's been kind of a dog shit team for a while, but they've picked it up the last couple of years and they've kind of gotten better. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see if they're actually getting better and what Nebraska's doing. Plus, Nebraska's never lost to Maryland. We've only played them two times, but we're 2-0 against them. And here's the thing. We've never given up more than seven points to Maryland. We've, we've beat them 28-7 to and 54-7. to So I'm a little curious. Can we keep that unbeaten streak going with Maryland?
1: Okay. Tyler, your top four most intriguing matchups are?
2: Well, I did not see this coming. Uh, Derek and I, me and you, have pretty different lists. But my number one is Wisconsin. Um, you talked about this a little bit with Purdue, and Purdue was didn't make my list, but it was consideration. But similar reason, the Luke Fickle effect. Um, Nebraska has yet to win in Madison since we've been in the Big Ten. Um, we we, are, we were very close in 2016 with Mike Riley, but ever since then, and obviously Frost had multiple close calls up in Madison, but never got the job done. Um, There's a new regime there. I I think this is an opportunity to really reset a lot in the Big Ten West. And granted, I don't know how much longer the Big Ten West will be the Big Ten West. But, I mean, Wisconsin's been the big bad wolf there. Um, New system, new coach. Barry Alvarez
0: football is a little bit done. Um, So, so, uh, Just just one question for you, Todd. Does does it feel like Wisconsin is kind of like – when we got rid of Frank Solich – we decided to go the complete opposite direction and have struggled since. Yes. And does does it not kind of have a feel like maybe that could happen with, with Wisconsin?
2: 100%. I mean, I, Wisconsin has always copied Nebraska. Like, that is their DNA to just be, like, 20 years they're, behind Nebraska. Like, yeah. I think this is their <laughs> – the only difference is – They're going to be I,
0: down for 20 years Yeah, now. I, th- I
2: think that's where they're headed. The only difference <laughs> is I think Fickle's a good coach. So I think the intrigue of what he will do, like, you're right, they pivoted greatly away. I just wonder if they got the right guy, and they may have, because I do think he's a hell of a coach. So that's my number one. Uh, number two, Derek, you kind of hit this one. This is the one we agree on, Colorado. Early season game. Uh, I don't want to call it a must-win game, but guys, this this there may not be a more painful loss on our schedule if we lose to Colorado. Like, if we lose that game... Holy shit! Like Twitter won't be bearable. It'll it'll be insane. That game I won't be able to listen to the pro-
0: because press Deion Sanders's boy is good. Oh we'll, god, we'll, we'll
2: see about that. We'll see. Okay, we'll, we'll see.
1: Finish yours, okay, no, and I'll get no, my event. No, no, we can no, talk about no, these. Number
2: three, um, a different one. Illinois, um, Illinois has had Nebraska's numbers over the last few seasons. And when you talk about Matt Rule coming in, I think a big part is resetting it. And you talk about, like, one team that sums up the failure of Scott Frost. Like, Illinois might be that team. Uh, I think it's really important that we come out with a win, new defensive coordinator. And number four, I'm going to go with the Bussin Bowl, uh, Michigan. They are the toughest team on our schedule. It is the biggest chance uh, for the big upset this season because we have a really shit schedule this year, and like this, this is the one tough game. This is the one really tough game on the schedule. Um, a win here would do massive for recruiting, a massive statement on the Dylan Rayola situation. If we could pull off this upset, um, this will be uh, on the the bar. So we'll get lots of hype on this game. Th- this is a, this is a big game for Nebraska.
1: Okay, uh, my f- top four most intriguing matchups. Number c- number one is Colorado. You have the Deion Sanders hype. You have his son, Shadur going on there who could possibly light up Nebraska. You got the high ticket sales. There's already animosity. You know, I mean, I think Nebraska... Let me put it this way. Nebraska, Colorado, this rivalry is a very fun rivalry. When we played them last time, I mean, the whole buildup all the way into those games though that was a fun time. I didn't realize how much I love this rivalry until we played Colorado last time. Uh and we're, we're doing it again and it's it's going to be fun. We both have uh new head coaches. They're revamping their roster, brought in 50 uh transfers. I mean, it's it's crazy. Actually, maybe it's not 50 transfers, but they're going to have like 50 50 players on their roster that will be going through uh, practice in a Colorado Buffalo uniform for the first time in August. That is insane. That's a lot of new bodies there. Those guys you have to gel, Tyler, to your point. This is a damn near a must-win <laughs> for for us because we can't lose to that bullshit. Anyway, number two, Minnesota. First game of the year. PJ Fleck. He seems to have our number. Uh, but uh, I- I'm intrigued. For one, I'm, you know, first game, we're going to be super excited for this, so we want to see that kick off on Thursday night. Number three, Wisconsin, new coach, Luke Fickle. He's there, and uh, they got a really good quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the West, Tanner uh, uh, Mordecai. Uh, great quarterback from SMU. And then number four, Iowa. Iowa is always entertaining to me. I always look forward to this uh, Black Friday game. It's it's a great game, and uh, they got a new quarterback also. So we'll see if uh, Brian Ferencz can shit all over uh, <laughs> McNamara's hype. <laughs> but those are my top four. Uh, Tyler, I got to ask you. Illinois, really? I mean...
2: I mean i mean illinois uh look what they've done they won the west last year they're they're, they're the champs you get a chance to knock them off i, mean, I i'm still not buying brett bielma's stock i mean like i i'm shorting him i don't buy it but fuck you're almost almost to the point where you can't deny it if he wins again um I yeah i think it's an interesting game i, I illinois fan base kind of rubs me the wrong way i think that they have like all of a sudden th- think that they are a player in the Big Ten West. I think it's I, – I, I am. this is a game that I want to see Nebraska just take it to Illinois. I think Ryan Walters was a really big part of their success. I think losing them is a huge deal to that program. Um, yeah, when I, when I look at this ga- the schedule, like when I was looking at most intriguing games, I, I'm thinking, okay, probably the wrong – what are the games that would be like most disappointing if we lost? Like, what are the games that I think would do the most for this program if we move forward? Like, beating Iowa again. Like, who cares? We, we own Iowa right now.
1: <laughs> Jesus. All right, so let, let me let me frame it this way. Because we framed the question as top four most intriguing matchups. Yep. Let's say that you knew that you could only watch four Nebraska games this year. Only four Nebraska games. You're going to roll out with your top four that you can only watch is Wisconsin, Colorado, Illinois, and Michigan.
2: I mean, I, I, I mean, first of all, that, that's a really depressing scenario. It um, is, but I mean, but,
1: I just want to see how committed you are to this, or if you're just like blowing smoke up our asses. Well, cause I, I can't mean, believe anybody would have Illinois as their most intriguing game in their top four.
2: Not North I'm Northwestern. not buying it. Are you, are you not convi- We're not talking Northwestern here, Justin. Uh, it's like, not even talking what, an hour away?
1: We'll,
2: I mean, like, I mean, we'll get to that. I'm shocked that you're ragging on me when Derek said Maryland over there. But
1: No, uh, and that shit's coming too. <laughs> Let's finish with your shit list. No,
2: I mean, I mean, my, my question is this. Has, has Illinois been just a, at the end of the season for the last three years, have you not looked at that Illinois loss and been like, Holy shit, that is like the worst loss on our schedule. Going back to 2020, the Luke McCaffrey debacle. Of course there's
1: shitty losses, but it doesn't mean that headed into 2023, I'm intrigued by that matchup.
2: So you're, you're not intrigued by the team that just won the West, the team that the last three years you've looked at and said, that loss is the one that just really irks you the most. And you're not like, oh, this is a chance to reset the order.
1: I I think you missed the purpose of this exercise.
2: Well, I don't don't understand. I I guess my my question is, like, okay, so the Minnesota game is, I'm not going to deny, it's a really interesting game. The Iowa game's interesting. I mean, I think you guys hit, I think three and four for me were pretty much toss-ups, and those were games to consider. So I can't shit on those picks. I just, I think that to not think that Illinois is in that conversation, is just, like, that. when I wrote down, there were six games I wrote down, and those were the six games I wrote down with those two in there. I, I just... I And when I started thinking about Iowa, I was like, okay, it's obviously good to beat a rival. It's obviously important to win your first game. Part of the Minnesota lack of intrigue to me is kind of a fear that that game isn't going to go really Huskers' way. So when you're talking about games I really want to see, I have a lot of apprehension on the Minnesota game. Uh, and maybe that's a little bit of the reason why I'm a little less intrigued on that one. Because uh, I don't know if we're going to win that one. Yeah,
1: that's... It's a good one. All right, Tyler, or I'm sorry, Derek, same question to you. So your top four most intriguing matchups was Minnesota, Colorado, Purdue, and Maryland. Same question to you. If you could only watch four Nebraska games this year, those are the four that you're watching because those, those are the most intriguing?
0: Yeah. I, I also think we have a better chance to win those games. So, yeah, I want to watch those. If I'm going to watch four games, I want to watch us have a chance to win four of them. Against real competition.
2: Maryland I mean, Okay. Purdue I can I'll give you Purdue. Purdue's a, definitely a Maryland I we'll, we'll we'll get to the least intriguing games here in a minute, but spoiler Mar- alert I'm Maryland's mindless, Maryland, gotten
0: better each year. I mean like we, we went from saying Mike Loxley was gonna be fired immediately to the guy's actually looking like a genius turning that program around in a division that's almost impossible to turn a team around. I will give you that.
2: I still think Mike Loxley's bound to get fired. I don't know if this is the year he happens, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I go as far as calling him a genius yet.
0: He's, he's looked pretty good. His offenses have looked good, at least. I mean, I don't know about his defenses, but...
1: So, my list was Colorado, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Look, it, Iowa. Do you want to attack my list by any chance? I, no,
0: but no, I, 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 I don't. I think it I, I, Iowa. Iowa I could have easily put in there, too. I... I have no problem with Iowa being in there. Yeah, I and agree. Wisconsin I, is another good one. I could have replaced Wisconsin with Purdue. I, I will just either, challenge you, either or. I just thought we had a better chance to beat Purdue than than Wisconsin. I,
2: I guess I will just challenge you this: If you moved the Minnesota game, if you put Minnesota and you flipped it with the Northwestern game, would that may have made your list? Is, is the intrigue of the Minnesota game really about it being the first game of the schedule? Yes. Yeah,
1: so, okay, great segment. Let, let's is. go ahead and get into our least intriguing matchups. Todd, I want to start with you.
2: Uh, yeah, so my number one is Louisiana Tech. Uh, so,
1: I, I, okay, just for the listeners so they know, the number one on this list is the least the least intriguing, the shittiest game on the list. Okay. Yeah, I,
2: mean, I mean if if I had a plan if someone got married that Saturday I probably wouldn't be that pissed. No one I know do it, please don't, but if it happened I would survive it. All right. Um Northern Illinois is next. Uh I, you know, the difference between Louisiana uh, Tech and Northern Illinois I, sitting it. here, it, yeah, I mean it really is and I just more of my perception of Northern Illinois. We've played them a few more times. Like It's just a little bit more familiarity. This could easily flip as I do more research on the teams. Maybe I'll realize Louisiana Tech has something going for them. And then it gets to about a three-team kind of huddle. And and really, I'm going to go Michigan State, number three. Uh, This is a game that may not have made the list until the transfer portal hit them. And they have lost a lot. And I don't know if you guys have seen the early Vegas lines on Michigan State football this year. But I think Vegas has them as a four-and-a-half over-under.
1: I think you're like, right, yeah.
2: I, I think there is a lot of speculation Michigan State is going to be trash this year. I think there's a good chance this is the easiest game. Um, well, the the, the 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 toughest, easiest game. They're going to be the worst team out of the East this year. I think there's a good chance that they have taken that crown, which makes that $9 million Did payday. you forget about Indiana. I think that's going to be a dogfight for last there. (laughs) Um, And and number four, I'm going to go Maryland. Um, You know, it's we we've owned Maryland. I don't have any real animosity towards Maryland. It's not a rival in any sense of the word. I mean, Derek, you hit on a record against Maryland. I I I I don't think that's. I think there's probably a couple easier games on the schedule, um, namely Northwestern, that I could have slid in there. I just at least Northwestern like when we play them I'm a little nervous because Pat Fitzgerald has done wonders against Nebraska in our time and pulled those upsets and that'll always have my eyes on that game for that reason but Maryland I just i i it's just they they don't push the envelope for me they've never felt like a big ten team they are not a rival at all. I don't think they're going to be particularly good this year I just for all those reasons that they they edged out Northwestern for my fourth spot.
1: All right, Derek. Your top four least intriguing matchups are.
0: All right. Well, number one's Michigan. Really, I think we have little to no shot to win that game. Interesting. In fact, it could be just a destroying, decrippling loss. I, 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 it might be one of those games where we turn off at halftime. Tyler, I
1: forgive you for having the shittiest list.
0: (laughs) You picked the tough, the best, the the. Okay, carry on, Derek. Go ahead. The best. Like, you really think we're going to be competitive with Michigan? I don't know. I still the.
1: I'm still intriguing. intrigued. It's not the least <laughs> intriguing.
0: It, it, it is to me because I don't think it's going to be a good game. Okay. Uh, next, I went with Northern Illinois. I, I again, I, Tyler, you're right with the coin flip. I went to Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech at two and three. Uh, I, I they're not intriguing matchups. Uh, number four, I just, I I, I kind of. I had a loss here. I didn't know who to pick, so I just kind of went with Northwestern. Uh, I could have put Michigan State in there with you. I, I, I can agree with you on that one. The only reason I hate to put Michigan State in there is it seems like Northwestern and Michigan State are the same team to me. Like It doesn't matter how bad they are. They always play Nebraska well. Maybe we come out with a win. Maybe we don't. But it's always a good game between those two teams. But I went with Northwestern just because I think they're a little bit worse of a team than Michigan State right now. All right,
1: so my top four least intriguing matchups, number one, Northern Illinois, two, Louisiana Tech, and those, it's a coin flip. I, I don't care. I mean, neither one of those intrigue me at all, but they're on the schedule. Number three is Maryland. <laughs> Derek, you had this in your top four most intriguing. This is a game that it it I'm indifferent about it I'm not it's intrigued Maryland. at all. It's, it's Maryland. Maryland. It, yeah.
2: It's like if we played Rutgers. Yeah. I don't give a fuck.
1: Don't give a shit. Number four, I'm gonna agree with you, Derek, Northwestern. Uh Northwestern does not intrigue me. So to flip the question, like uh what I asked before, if there are four games that you could not see this year, would you stand by your list? Tyler.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry.
2: Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, again, I mean, obviously that that is a very depressing scenario again. But, yeah, I would. I mean, I, I, will, I will always lean towards divisional games over non-divisional games. I mean, again, th- there sure. is something about that. So nor- that's what gives Northwestern the edge over a Maryland for me. Again, and then with the Michigan State pick, I, I just really do think when you talk about Big Ten games, especially out of the East – it's on the road. It could. I'm not saying we're guaranteed for a win. Maybe I do research on this in a month and I come back on this and I'm like shit. Michigan State's got a squad, but I don't think that's how it's going to play out. Um, I, I I just I yeah. So I, I think that is a way up. And I guess in, in, under your question, I'm always going to pick the wins. So to Derek's point, I guess Michigan is the team that we have the least chance on. But that, I mean that that is going to have besides Colorado the most national pub. Of any game on our schedule. Oh, I'm going to be
1: excited as shit for it. I, I mean, mean that the, that would have probably cracked the top five for me if we would have went five D. Yep. Yeah,
2: the the bus because I'm intrigued.
1: I, wanna I, I want to see it. I want to see. it. I want to see what we can do against Michigan. I mean
0: that So are sitting at if we're sitting at two and two with losses to Michigan to Minnesota and Colorado heading into Michigan game, you're going to be really intrigued with that game.
1: My I mean I'll still be hyped for that game. I I don't think that's a throw. I get
0: every game, but come on.
1: So, so let I me ask really you this, think- Derek. Which game would you rather watch? A, a matchup against Michigan or a matchup against Northern Illinois? Because by your record, by uh, your standings, is you'd rather see Northern Illinois than Michigan? I yeah, to, because
0: I want to watch us win.
2: Yeah, that's, D- Derek thinks this is going to be a. You know, old school Bo Pelini ass kicking. That that's what he's seeing ahead of him. Like we're both. I and and I I I will defend. I I don't agree with you, Derek, but I understand where you're coming from. Like you're saying, like I don't think we have any shot to beat Michigan, which I I do question. Is Michigan that team this year? Like
1: well, so, I mean, if if this category was the easiest wins to. Uh, you know, not, the yeah, best wins. I mean, sure, I'd probably agree with you, but as far as the the topic, like intriguing, I'm intrigued by that Nebraska-Michigan matchup. I mean, there,
2: there is no again. I well, first Justin. I mean, I had it in my top four. I mean, there is no game yeah, on the right. schedule if we win this game. Like the season changes. Like it is. It is. I mean, God, I I think we're gonna make a bowl. I hope we make a bowl. If we don't make a bowl, but we beat Michigan, like that—that—that that, well, that is a—that is a statement that we will take into the off season. Like we beat Michigan.
1: I do. I agree with you. Yes, I completely agree with you there. But I also think that Michigan, or not, I'm sorry, not Michigan, Minnesota. If we start off the year with a, a win against Minnesota, I think that sets the tone for the season. Also, that might be the second most impactful game but, that but if we the if we
2: lose to Colorado after that like who no one will care anymore like or if we if we i mean i i just i think the whole Minnesota intrigue is entirely about it being the first game like it with that logic if northern illinois was the first game of the season like would that probably would have flipped it's just i that's yeah. why well, I, I kind it, of, yeah it, it's that all was, eyes on the first game.
1: If Northern Illinois was our first game, it would still make my least intriguing matchup list. Okay,
2: nor, well, I'll pull Northwestern. Northwestern. Up. If Northwestern was your first, that would not have made your least intriguing games. It, it would have made, made
1: my top. Four, yeah, top yes. four least intriguing.
2: It, it, oh, you still would have. Oh yeah, Northwestern. I'm strong. not
1: intrigued by that Northwestern game at all. Okay. It doesn't excite me. I'm not intrigued by it. I mean, if if. If the fish were biting that day, and I knew they were biting, I might go fishing that day. I'm just kidding,
0: but no. I, I'm, I mean, it, I'm just that, that game's always a tough game for Nebraska. It though. It really is, yeah. that, And that's that's what makes it so scary. Outside of it, yes. one, outside of outside but of the one year where Scott Frost were game like fifty six to seven.
1: It's always challenging, but it's not exciting.
0: They're always good games. Just, just be mean, careful
2: what you're saying about Pat Fitzgerald. Like, the, the ghost of him is going to come and kick you in the nuts. And no one needs to see that. Like, again. I, I might pay to see that. Oh, that's true. I would definitely pay to see Pat Fitzgerald kick <laughs> Justin in the dicks.
1: nuts. You know kick what? <laughs> hey, if Pat Fitzgerald is going to kick me in the nuts, I mean, what a story to tell, right? I mean, like, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald punched me in the nuts one time.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I just, it, it is, it is a, I, I don't know. I just think there is a i I will tell you this exercise there there are definitely a lot more games that I'm interested in than not, and that it doing this exercise as we start heading the season, hopefully everyone listening starts to feel this way like we're we're you know four months three and a half months of football season you know it's it's approaching two and a half months
1: I can't do math right now. I've had too much beer
2: but but we're we're approaching football season pretty quickly here um there's a lot of game. I mean, there, it starts to make your mind wander of like how the season's gonna play out, and yeah, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. Uh, a lot of lot of time mowing considering this upcoming football season.
1: A lot of time mowing. Elaborate.
2: What the hell would you do when you mow? I think I think about what how, what, how the pyramids were made and Husker football when I mow.
0: I usually just drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> When I when I'm out, I have a rider and I got a little cup holder and I drink beer while I'm out.
1: Do you, not, hey, not, do you have uh, a backpack that. cooler that you get that uh you take with you?
0: No, I just stop and go inside and get a beer if I need to Really?
1: One. You should invest in a backpack cooler. Don't leave home without it. It's like American Express. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it must be nice you guys. Living the other life with the riding
1: lawnmower well... While... Oh I don't have a riding lawnmower. I don't. But I have a backpack cooler. <laughs>
2: What do you do? do you just like use it for a funnel? Do you like have together? One that... We got it made. I'll tell you this: what what I should invest is one of those uh, baseball helmets with the two beers on it and just so I can <laughs> suck on it. While uh, I your
1: beers get cold. You don't drink fast enough to take advantage. of Your beers of that
2: are getting topic. cold. That's even better. I know, God, that's amazing.
1: Oh, did I say it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh real quick. So there's a little bit of smoke about some ACC realignment here. So I'm kind of uh, intrigued because everybody loves conference realignment in the offseason. We're there. Uh, Tyler, you're shaking your head.
2: Well, No one loves conference realignment. No, we, everybody
1: it? loves conference realignment. It is the best water cooler talk ever. UCLA? Fuck UCLA.
0: But, yeah, it makes for good talk, though.
1: Great talk. It it's, does. Yes, it's a great conversation, but... Uh, now it's not really happening in Big Ten per se right now, but ACC is at risk of being dismantled or whatever. That that's kind of funny. So, Tyler, do you have any thoughts on this ACC realignment?
2: Well, so so, so uh, maybe, maybe I'll I'll turn it to Derek first before I get my thoughts. Derek, can you give the listeners who aren't aware of what's going on maybe a a highlight of All what right. some of the rumors are?
0: All right, so Brett McMurphy put out a tweet saying that the Magnificent Seven, which includes Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, have all gathered together to look into seeing what it would take to break the the ACC ties. Nice. Their contract is through 2036, uh, and since then I believe Louisville has been invited possibly to big 12. the big Tw- big 12 uh so there's a a possibility here that the ACC could just go away which really opens up the door for the Big 10 and Notre Dame
1: it does yeah definitely because that was kind of like the uh the the landing zone for Notre Dame if they were forced to join a conference Go to the ACC. But nobody wants to go to the ACC without those uh, top seven teams.
2: (laughs) Well, we'll see what Notre Dame decides to do. But I I will – so to my thoughts are this. Like there there are two coins of it, two sides of this coin. One, there's the pure football entertainment. And all those teams you mentioned, Derek, there is at least a little bit of personal intrigue they found their way to the big 10. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think they're all interesting in some regard. I would probably, there, there's definitely various degrees. Then there's the business side. And this is where I really have a difficulty with it is half of those teams make no sense for the big 10 to add. Like they, they
0: just don't like, if you want to get, well, and I don't, I don't know that this is them joining the big 10 either. I didn't,
2: that's fair I'm just but it doesn't make sense for the SEC I mean the only conferences it would make sense for would be Pac-12 which is living on life support and the Big 12 um th- those would be the only two conferences where it even remotely makes sense from a business standpoint like so yes if Nebraska if the Big 10 or the SEC could get just Clemson or Florida State Miami or maybe you look at one of the Virginia teams so you can get the DC market um like, maybe you look at that. But other than that, like, North Carolina, like, no one gives a shit about basketball. Like, they, it'd be like bringing Kansas in. Be, it'd be a slightly better version of Kansas into the Big Ten. so Or, or the SEC, for that matter. It's just, so I think there's just Louisville. I mean, who gives a shit about Louisville except I would love the road trip there for a road game so I could go to Woodford Reserve and drink a lot of whiskey. Like, that would be fun. Yeah. But I just, I, I just think that... This is this is going to be off-season topics and, I, and if this if the magnificent 7 if you will do break off and they do hold for uh I I think the Pac-12 is where they land.
1: Well well, you know what? Why do they have to join a conference? Why couldn't they just bring in five other teams to have their own little 12 team
0: conference? Well, like
2: bring in Duke
0: I I would assume it wouldn't be Duke if they're trying to break off. Well, that's the ACC. my point. Like, where but, are they going to go? Why, why couldn't they and form Duke their conference
1: and like poach some Big Twelve teams, like West Virginia, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, Kansas State, Kansas? I mean, the, the, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on with it. But let's not make it sound like these uh, seven teams. Their only option is to join other teams. Maybe if they're. Magnific- magnificent Seven. Maybe there's something other schemed out there.
0: Uh, and it leads to this. There's been speculation for a while that there may be three power, power conferences in the future. Yeah. And that, and that leads to that. I mean... It, but
1: Well, I mean, look. There's already an ACC a good, network, right? That would
0: be a good base. That would be a good base for it right there. There's
1: already an ACC network. Of course, you know, they're, they're going to rebid, you know... and Freaking 40 years or whatever it is. But there's no Big 12 network. The Pac-12 network, like six homes get the Pac-12 network. So there's no really uh, advantage of joining any of those conferences because it's probably a shittier situation than what they're already in.
0: I just don't find any intrigue in Clemson going to visit Oregon or Oregon State.
1: I mean, what? It's... Unless those teams are joining SEC and, 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 or Big Twelve, Big Ten, I'm sorry.
0: And it's just too much. The logistics of it is just too much. Who gives a shit about the logistics? You're not paying for those flights. I'm not worried about paying for it. I'm just saying, dude, Clemson drives, flies all the way to Oregon. They're not going to be in their top A game. They're not used to traveling that far.
1: It'd be It would be a Thursday night game.
0: Well, that'd be even better. I I just I I just sit there and say like I
2: mean, to, to to the question of like, this this the the end of college football is approaching closer and closer, and every time there's a more conference realignment, it is getting more and more to a two to three four whatever it is mega conference thing, and that does make me sad.
0: And, and it also doesn't make sense to me that all these East Coast teams. Are going to band together to join a bunch of West Coast teams and have nothing in the middle.
2: But, but, but my, I guess my thing is, is like what? I mean, we, it, we've
0: talked about we've talked about USC visiting Rutgers, and
2: they're doing it. They're going to I, do it. They are.
0: They are going to. But what?
2: Because it's about like, the money, and the problem is, is it's, those it's seven just, teams, if they are going to band together, the Big Ten isn't going to take them. The Big Ten isn't going to add seven more teams. Unless they're going to break away from the NCAA, the SEC is not going to add seven more teams unless they are going to break away from the SEC, uh, NCAA. Like the, the revenue split alone does not make sense to add seven teams right now. That's just that that there is not enough economical value. added Sounds into like the that. most
1: plausible scenario is that they form their own conference.
2: So, but but who are they going to add? Like what? are So you think they're going? Why I, would I'll, they? I'll,
0: I'll I'll say this. What's the point of leaving the ACC just to just to add your own conference?
2: Yeah, like, I mean, who are they and who are they going to add? That's going to be better than Duke.
1: I don't know who they're going to add, but they're going to have leverage because there's going to be TV networks that got, that are going to want to get that Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina. They're going to want that stake, right? They're, they're going to want they're, that.
2: There's four teams that really matter. There's it, it doesn't tech. matter
1: with those teams. They already have the core teams, just like the Big Ten. The Big Ten has their core teams right there, and the rest of us, sad to say, Nebraska, we're not a core team. We're just a filler. That. We're a filler.
2: We, we get we get too much TV rev. There's too many eyes on Nebraska football still. We're not a filler. I mean, we're a filler. For a network? I mean, but
1: for a network? I mean, come on.
2: Oh, I, I think you're. I mean, that you're understating what Nebraska's value is. I think if if Nebraska was on the free agent, if this is
1: all about football, but networks are about the net, the for the conference, the yeah, the money,
2: the money, the Nebraska basketball, money.
1: basketball the, matters. do not give a
2: shit about anything besides football. It's it's this is a football entire decision. The ACC is a good basketball conference. If this was about basketball, they would stay.
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: I, I just. You're right, this is good water cooler talk. I'll be, I will be. I think, honestly, what this is to me, this is a ploy to get out of their contract This or or renegotiate it early. This is them saying, hey, ESPN, I know you're laying people off right now. I know you just paid Matt, Pat McAfee a shit ton of money to come there. Uh, we still need more money to keep being doing what we're doing, and we'll, we'll see if it pays off. But I, that's what I think this is. I it'd, don't see a lot it'd of it. would be if, funny
1: if they didn't cave because, you know, Fox and CBS, they're booked. <laughs> Their tea times are set. <laughs>
2: well, that, that, means, that means we're going on Amazon. Get ready for your streaming services because. No, that, not, not but,
1: us. Not us.
2: ACC. Uh, well,
0: well, if you want to watch, watch them, go,
1: go to Amazon Prime to watch yeah. uh, Florida State and Miami.
0: Get well, us. I mean, they've already got Peacock. They already got that going for oh. the Big Ten. A fucking Peacock, Jesus. God, the streaming services.
1: I hate I hate it.
0: You just, you just well, cancel YouTube TV and get every other streaming service possible.
1: No, because then you have to pay for their add-ons to get the ESPN, or not the ESPN, <laughs> but like the Fox Networks. Hey, is that weird to you guys that we will no longer be on ESPN or ABC? It, it, it's weird. It's weird.
0: It's strange,
2: yeah. What, what's weird is the thought of a CBS game.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. what's weird. Like the, what, what's, what's really weird is the thought of an NBC game. Yeah. But
2: see, the thing with NBC, I don't, don't even think. I think CBS is weird because CBS to me is so synonymous with SEC football. And the thought as, as, as NBC is with CBS. Notre Dame, CBS, but yeah, but I don't really even think about. And I don't. Spoiler alert: I don't watch a whole lot of Notre Dame football. Like I, I'm not tuned in unless they're in a competitive game. Yeah, but it's usually
0: the only game they play. Well, I get it, but
2: I just I don't. I usually just don't watch it. It's just I don't even I, I don't even think about N, NBC when it comes to college football. And maybe yeah. that's your point. I just it, to me the thought of like that that music, the intro for CBS. Like I just think SEC when I hear that.
1: Oh yeah, I do too. It'll be weird. It's gonna be weird seeing uh, you know Iowa Purdue kick off on CPS. what? That's weird. I don't know. It'll be strange, but uh anywho anything else you guys want to add?
0: All right. No, let's get out of here. Let's do
1: it. All right, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio th- together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red.